At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing Watson X Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more. Share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show, the PGA Championship Edition here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds, Nick Henyon, and Triv McKenzie are at the controls. Karina Howe and Rob Moreno support the show from down below as we get ready to take you through the next hour of major championship golf betting conversation. And Wes, good to see you again. It was four weeks ago that Justin Thomas blew a three shot lead with three holes to play at the Workday Charity Open, and Matt Humans and I were agonizing. Well, he turned that around and held on to win the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis, and Matt and I got a little payback. You did, and congratulations to both of you. Uh, I unfortunately stared at Justin Thomas at 18-1 to 1 in, in play on Friday night and uh, went against my instinct and didn't bet it and knew I was going to regret it and certainly did. Uh, look, Justin Thomas, we mentioned a few weeks ago at the Workday, I think he's like eight for 12 in terms of uh, or eight for 13 in terms of converting 54 whole leads to win. So yeah, he's blown a few, but he's come back from behind in a few too. Cause Brendan Todd, you recall was the 54 hole leader going into uh, Sunday down at Memphis, much like he was at the travelers uh, a few weeks ago and then uh, didn't make a birdie all day and had a bad Sunday, just like he did in Connecticut. So uh, Justin Thomas, uh, Brooks Kepke gave chase, uh, 
And then uh, Brooks Kepka did put a ball in the water at 18. I think he was two back, though, at that point. So uh, he would have probably needed a hole out. But Justin Thomas led the field strokes gain T to green. And when you do that, you're going to win a lot of golf tournaments. It's been a pretty darn good run here on long shots. Going back six weeks, we've had some outright winners. Wes, you with two. Dustin Johnson at the Travelers and John Rahm at the Memorial. And then uh, Humans and I last week in Memphis. But I tell you what, it, the trend continues class players, really class players are winning these golf tournaments. Some of the best players in the world right now are really playing exceptional golf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, we've had a couple a couple bombs win Michael Thompson at the 3M, but that was a little bit of a weaker field. In terms of the strong fields, though, you're getting Dustin Johnson, you're getting John Rahm, you're getting Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Justin Thomas. So, look, class players usually win, and that's uh, the, what's going to come into play for the PGA this week. I believe uh, the last 32 majors have been won by a top 50 player or better in the official world golf rankings. The last guy not to do that was, uh, or not to be in that top 50 rather was Keegan Bradley back at the 2011 PGA down at the Atlanta athletic club. And uh, he was, I believe 108th uh, going into that tournament. So more often than not, you're going to get these class players in these majors, but uh, Thomas uh, 13 wins now on the PGA tour. And that is uh, in about a five year span, Brady. So that's, that's pretty darn good. And I've always maintained, I think, when he's at his best, Rory McIlroy is the best player in the world. That's being challenged right now by Justin Thomas because uh, you can't argue with with wins. That's how we judge these things. I thought TPC Southwind did a great job. It was an excellent precursor to a major championship. It was a stiff test. It was exciting. And you talk about the run on the PGA cha- or on the PGA Tour right now. It was three weeks ago that we had the Memorial. Uh, great tournament there. Great field. Then we go into Memphis. Great tournament. Great field. And now we go into the first major of the season. I think think it's pretty remarkable what the PGA Tour has been able to do to create this buildup and continue to make the test tougher and tougher and the drama and the excitement all with a schedule that was retooled and just kind of pieced together in a restart. Yeah, they have done a nice job and uh, uh, credit to them in terms of the testing procedure and credit to the players. I mean, look, we know that there are going to be some that are going to test for the virus and whatnot, but uh, by and large, they have not had many hiccups in terms of retooling this tour and uh, getting these big time players to play these events. And uh, now we've got a major championship to look forward to. Unfortunately, no spectators, but I don't think it's affected the play at all. I think the play has been superb. No, you could argue that maybe the play has been even better without the crowds around. I I think it's kind of split. Some guys might prefer it, but some guys I think feed off maybe the call in in the crowd in the atmosphere right uh and uh you know, I, it, maybe it makes it a little bit easier because, look, they're used to playing in front of small crowds, especially if you're in that Thursday, which is a work day for most folks, uh, that, that Thursday morning where you don't have a lot of spectators out there. This is indeed Long Shots on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. It is major championship week here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, and it's Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you. Shortly, we'll be joined by Alan Shipnuck, the esteemed golf writer, and later on in the program, we'll speak with Jeff Sherman, one of the world's best odds makers over at the Superbook at Westgate. It is the 102nd renewal of the PGA Championship, and it's upon us, Wes, a major championship week. We haven't 
haven't been able to say that in over a year. I want to talk about the two-time defending champion, Brooks Kepka. Uh, he really came out with a, quite a performance in Memphis last week, and this guy is absolutely a force to be reckoned with in any major, uh, let alone one that he comes in as a two-time defending champion. But if you look at some of the results he's had out on the West Coast, first of all, he doesn't have very many. Uh, he does have a top 10 finish at the AT&T Pebble Beach. He finished second at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach last year. Other than that, not a whole lot of history or good history to go off of for Brooks. Yeah, Brooks is uh, actually going to try to make history uh, this week. He's trying to be the first man to win three consecutive Wanamaker trophies, uh, the trophy given out for the PGA Championship winner. Last time that was done, I believe, 1926, Walter Hagen. Uh, that was the match play era. You were a young kid at that time. Yeah, I was uh, just out of the womb uh, back there in 1926. At least I feel like it uh, <laughs> some of these days. But uh yeah, uh, it was a match play event until the late 1950s and then a stroke play event. Uh, Brooks has won the last two, as you mentioned, at Bell Reeve in 2008, uh, where he was uh, shot 264, which is the all-time 72-hole scoring record, and then last year at Bethpage. So uh, he doesn't have a – yeah, you're right. He doesn't have a lot on the West Coast. And then you have Justin Thomas trying to accomplish a feat of his own, now the new number one player in the world. He wrestles that from John Rahm, who lasted all but two weeks uh, at number one but falls to number Number two, uh, JT is trying to be the first man to win a major while at number one. Last time it was done was Rory McIlroy, 2014 at Valhalla at the PGA when he was a five to one odds on favorite to win that event. And uh, I noticed that stat out there this week. You know how many times Tiger at number one won majors? Oh, God. 11 times. Yeah, I was going to say 10. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's it's remarkable. That's one of the more remarkable stats, and it's not very widely publicized. But to be the man and have that gun on you and have everybody gunning for you and be the target and to be able to come through 11 times as the number one ranked player in the world. Because, look, when guys get to number one, there's a lot of pressure Absolutely. on them. And and, and that's why, a little bit why I skirted Justin Thomas this week, even though I think he can win. But at 9-1, to one, you know, when you're getting into single digits, you know, no thanks. We transition from warm and sticky Memphis, Tennessee to cool and breezy San Francisco. High temperatures expected to be about 65 degrees each day. The fog, the cloud cover, also anywhere from 12 to 18 miles an hour of wind in the forecast for Harding Park. And with that, a guy that hails not too far from the Bay Area, it is time to bring in our guest. Somewhere between Pebble and Pasatiempo is where you'll find our friend Alan Shipnuck. Over 20 years at Sports Illustrated, he's a senior writer for Golf Magazine and Golf.com, also an author of six books. Alan, great to have you on the program again. You joined us last summer to preview the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and now we go up the road about an hour and a half to San Francisco, another course of which you are very familiar. Please tell us about Harding Park. I'm hearing, you know, thick rough and the narrowing of the fairways. I'm starting to get a sense that... That Harding Park may play a bit more like a U.S. Open than a slightly less PG or a slightly less penal PGA setup. Yeah, no question. Um, which I love because since uh, the, the tour restarted after the coronavirus break, uh, they've been destroying the golf courses. It was 25 wonders what it takes to win, and that's fine. It's entertaining, but. Uh, we need to change the pace and the majors are, are supposed to really separate um, the pretenders from the contenders and tough conditions will do that. I've long, rough, firm greens, um, all of it. And, you know, the, the modern game is so overwhelmed, these ancient playing fields that 
um, you know, 7,200 yards is almost a joke. But luckily, because of the, the cold, thick, damp air, uh, I think Harding's going to play closer to 8,000. Um, so that, that's a good thing. I mean, it's become driver wedge uh, week in and week out on the tour. So now you're going to have to hit, really hit some shots and use every club in your bag. And uh, I think it's going to be a terrific test. And, and I think you're right. The, the scoring is, is going to be more akin to uh, a grinding U.S. Open than, than some of the fireworks we've seen in previous PGAs. Yeah, Alan, when I first looked at this event this week, I was thinking, okay, bomb and gouge. And you know what that means. Hit it as hard as you can, and if you get in the rough, then you can punch it out of there and get close like some of these guys that can hit it so long. But uh, I I, I tended to be a little bit in my early handicapping, maybe more biased to the long hitters uh, rather than the ball strikers. But uh, it seems like the balance is coming into play as we get more uh, updates on the weather forecast with the wind this week. Yeah, I mean, length is an advantage in every condition on every golf course. I and mean, as it should be, hitting the ball far is a skill and it's a talent. And um, the the problem is that the, the weekend, weekend out set up on the tour, there's no penalty for missing fairways. So then the balance shifts too much to the guys who hit it really far. Um, but even out here, I mean, it's going to take a lot of drivers. The course is just playing too long to layup off the tee. I mean, you don't want 220 coming into these par fours because the, the, the greens at Harding are not big, and a lot of them are are slanted, at, you know, essentially a 30, 45-degree angle from the fairway, so they, they play shallow, and the pins can really be tucked, and so you still need to hit driver, and you need to give yourself some shorter clubs in, but uh, there will be a penalty for, for missing the fairway, unlike at, a, you know, a Colonial or a a Hillhead or some of these places where the guys have just been swinging away. So, uh, you know, hitting it long and straight is always going to help on any golf course, and Harding is no exception. But uh, certainly, you know, you look at a guy like, say, Jason Day, who he's 150th in driving accuracy. Uh, he's like in the 40s in strokes gained uh, off the tee, meaning he hits it so far that uh, when he misses the fairway, he's still close enough to the green. There's not really a penalty for missing the fairway. That's on a regular tour setup. But in, in this case, you know, Day's going to be penalized for his misses. So, you know, he's, he's had three straight top tens and is a guy who's in good form and, and has become kind of a trendy pick. But if he's not hitting fairways, it's going to be a much tougher test for him. So, um, you know, as always, it, it's going to take that combination of, of power and accuracy. I mean, that, that's, that was Brooks Kepka's secret at some of these tough setups whether his knee will allow him to do it I mean, is an open question. But, uh, you know, you look at a guy like Brooks, like Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, I mean, they're at the top of the world rankings for a reason because they, they drive it long and they also drive it straight. So um, I, think, I think this is a good week to go straight chalk. I mean, John Rahm, he's the same kind of player. It's, uh, it's really going to be a premium um, off the tee at this golf course. And it does become interesting for Tiger, who – always been more conservative and always more of a tactician he's more comfortable hitting irons and hybrids off uh forwards off the tee as necessary but that's gonna it's gonna if he does that and he does it well it, it, he's gonna have to really rely on his long irons which we know are some of the best ever so it's not a bad formula but um, it, it puts a lot of pressure on on his iron game so um, how the players decide to attack this golf course is gonna be really interesting there, there's more decision making and there's more uh, you know, cost benefit analysis on these, on these tee boxes than, than what we see every week.
Alan, part of my handicapping routine is to look at how players have performed at similar courses. And this week I looked at Pebble Beach and Torrey Pines and then also Riviera and Chapultepec where they played the WGC Mexico. These two courses, Riviera and uh, Chapultepec, have a similar blend of Poana and Bent on the greens as they do at Harding Park. What courses do you think make sense as comparables where we are likely to see some crossover success? Yeah, well, for sure, you know, you look at the uh, some of the older guys, how they performed at the Olympic Club, uh, which is literally around the corner from Harding Park. I mean, it's it's built around the same lake. Um, so that that's a good comp, even though, they, you know, they, they don't go there that often. Um, Pebble, for sure, you know, it's an old-style old, old style golf course, small green. Um, as you say, similar grasses, similar weather. Uh, I, I think I think that, that's, that's a very useful comparison. Um, you know, Silverado. Uh, where they played the fall event. Uh, it's only about 30 miles north. So uh, luckily the tour comes to Northern California a lot, and so these guys see these conditions, but um, not as a major championship setup very often. I mean, certainly last, last summer's U.S. Open at Pebble Beach is probably the best uh, baseline comparison. You know, that was pretty thick rough and pretty firm green. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, Harding Park is visually, I think, one of the coolest courses off the tee. It has some of the most incredible cypress trees on the planet, and um, there's just these corridors to drive through. Uh, it may not translate as well on TV. I mean, it, it does not have super dynamic terrain. It, it's a little flat, but the players love it off the tee because you have these uh, the definition of the trees. And so, um, you know, talk all the time your eye and it's a very subtle thing um, but obviously Tiger won uh, the WGC at Harding Rory won the match play uh, you have to look at the players who have succeeded at Harding Park because it's a very unique look I mean you just don't you just don't get these these driving corridors very often you know especially the modern movement to cut down trees at all these golf courses and take them back to the, the 1920s and 30s um, you know whether it's Oakmont or wherever I think uh, a lot of guys are usually stepping on tee boxes and it's just wide open expanse. And this is, this is a completely different look and different challenge. So um, I think there's something for, you know, horses for courses when you look back at the, the tournaments that have been played at Harding Park because uh, it is so highly specific in, 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 uh, visually. Alan, uh, you may have tipped your hand earlier in the conversation in terms of uh, who you like this week, but uh, if you had maybe a foursome here of, of guys that you would like to win this event, maybe they're all chalk, maybe there's a mid-price guy squeezed in there, uh, who would you go with this week? Yeah, you haven't, I haven't studied the odds too much. It's, um, I'm more focused on the, the storytelling, but um, you know, a guy like Justin Thomas who has been on a heater. I mean, again, he loves to cut the ball off the tee, and Harding has more dog leg left and dog leg right. I mean, it's a subtle thing. Can Justin Thomas play a draw? Of course, he's the best player in the world. But is it is it as comfortable? Not quite. I mean, Rory's in that same camp. Um, so uh, there's there's little subtleties like that. Um, you know, Memphis was bloody hot, and the guys who contended until the bitter end on Sunday. That takes so much out of you physically, emotionally. Now you got to fly across country. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, look at Brooks weekend road. I'm not sure the last time he, he did that, but it's been a while. You know, the, 
because of the, the strange interruption to this season, guys are going hard. So um, there's a fatigue factor that you have to you have to investigate. So uh, there's probably more factors uh, looking at this PGA than than any other as far as um, how players have been responding to the bubble. You know that. I mean, Rory talked about being a little flat emotionally without the adrenaline and the fans and um, not having that sense of place. Every few, every week feels the same. You know, maybe that helps him. He's been putting so much pressure on himself at the major championships. Um, and maybe this week he can just freewheel it and pretend it's just, you know, the greater San Francisco Open and not worry about the history and, and the meaning of it all. So, um there's a lot. There's a lot of things to crunch here. I don't envy the the odds makers because this is a very quirky. Um, this is a very quirky tournament. Uh, the likes of which we've really never seen before because of the coronavirus and the, the change of dates and and the weird playing conditions these players have been under. So I, I don't know. I, like I said, I think you you got to look at the guys. Starts off the tee. It's the best drivers of the golf ball are going to be there, and uh, we know who they are. Alan, how about some name players in the field that you feel are not a good fit for this course or this course setup? Anyone that you think might find a struggle here this week? Well, you look at Webb Simpson, who uh, you know is probably the best player in the world from 150 yards in. I'm mean, actually, I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, he's not long off the tee, and sometimes it's a little crooked. It's going to be it's going to be a tough go for Webb. I mean. The rest of his game is so good that um, if he's if he's feeling it with the short clubs and with the scoring clubs and his putter gets hot, I mean he can win anywhere, anytime. But uh, he's he's at a big disadvantage uh, statistically off the tee here. And, uh, I think I think the long weeds might might just be too much for Webb to overcome. So I'd put him at the top of the list. Um, uh, you know it. Really, finesse players, it's just a tough go for them. Um, there's not that many uh, left in this game, but uh, you know, some of, some of the, the traditional dark horses, um, you might have to scratch off their list just because it's so much golf course. You know, a guy like Brant Snedeker, who's, who's always played well in Northern in California, he's won in Torrey Pines, he's won in Pebble Beach. Um, he, uh, I think it's too much golf course for him. And then, and then you get to this thing where the Poa Greens, you know, everyone knows in the afternoon, Poa Greens start getting bumpy, and it can get in the head of the players. And in some ways, it's an equalizer. It's just harder to make putts on Poa. It is. And so um, I think the great putters lose a little bit of their advantage because it's a little more of a lottery. Um, so, uh, you know, that's another factor to consider if, if you have uh, if you have perfect greens, then then it just comes down to execution, uh, and, and you, you, that's why you know great putters succeeded Augusta National and places like that. But uh, on Poa greens, it's really it's really uh, luck of the draw. And if you're going out late in the day and they're spiked up, I mean uh, Ben Crenshaw, you know he struggled on Poa. He's probably the greatest putter of all time. So um, I think I think you have to you have to factor that into your thinking as well. Alan, I've got just about 15 seconds. Tiger Woods, is he going to make the cut? Is he going to finish top 20? What do you think the big cat will do this week? I think he'll make the cut. He just has so much grind. But given how little he's played, the cool temperatures, I, I think if Tiger make, gets four rounds in and, and just plays solid golf, I mean, I really feel like even though it's a major, this is about building towards the U.S. Open and the Masters. So 
I think top 20 would be a great result for Tiger. Uh, top 10 seems, uh, a, a, you know, a bridge too far. Great to talk to you as always, my friend. Hope to do it next year for the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. That's Alan Shipnuck of Golf Magazine and Golf.com. We'll be back with more of Long Shots in just a moment right here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. A course that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high quality food and beverage, and a par three challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club, located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip, is a golf jackpot, and there are many reasons why. Play today. To learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tea time, call 888-427-6678 or visit ballyhighgolfclub.com. That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I golfclub.com. The prop shop segment uh, makes its way in for major championship week. There are so many alternative and exotic ways to bet golf, especially when it comes to major championships. So we want to take a look at some of these wagering menus. Wes, uh, Alan Shipnuck commented on Tiger Woods and felt he would probably make the cut. I uh, want to get your opinion on the make or miss the cut prop on Tiger Woods. And then also uh, here locally at William Hill to finish top 20, the uh, yes is an underdog at plus 150 and then will he not make the top 20 is minus 170 
make the cut, I would say yes, but I'm not very high on his chances this week, despite the fact that he does have a win here. That was back in 2005. You'll recall it was the, I believe the, I think it was called the American Express yes. Championship. Mm-hmm. It was a WGC. And who does he beat in the in the playoff? Uh, third playoff hole, he beat John Daly, uh, who then came to Las Vegas and got a $600,000 line of credit and lost it all in like 15 <laughs> minutes, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, that tells you Woods and Daly back in 2005, they were bombers. Right. So like Alan Shipnick was saying, and like we've both been saying, you got to be long off the tee, but I know that Jeff Sherman, who we have coming up later in the show is taking a stand against Tiger on a lot of matchups. I just don't think he has a lot of reps, and that's why I've mentioned in the past I've liked him better at the U.S. Open because I think he's probably going to play a couple FedEx Cup events in August uh, where he's going to play the BMW or perhaps make it to the Tour Championship. Well, he'll have something. He's had one tournament uh, so far this summer since uh, really February at the Genesis Invitational out in L.A. where he was the host, so... Yeah, I think he somehow gets in on the number, maybe kind of like Memorial, but I'm not expecting him to contend, but I've never, I've not expected him to contend before, and he surprised us and won the whole thing. How about first round leader? We had a uh, follower of the program suggest this on Twitter to us, and uh, for the major championships, we wanted to take a look. This is a really fun bet, but it's not one that I have ever played because it is the ultimate crapshoot. Who's going to lead after round one? Anybody that you might consider for a stab here, we have the graphic up with some of the numbers on uh, what the odds are on guys to finish in the lead after after round one at Harding Park. Yeah, and uh, I haven't, uh, I ju- we just got the pairings before we record the, the program, so uh, I don't have a full list, but we're just getting the pairings out. I will say one thing, if you're going to take first round leader, look at these tee times very closely and take a guy that goes off in the morning at about 7, 8, or 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific time because there is a big-time draw bias where there's not much wind, just a couple miles an hour, but in the afternoon... You've got 20-mile-an-hour wind gusts laid on the back nine on 14 through 17, and you look at some of these afternoon guys uh, that are some big, some of the bigger names in the afternoon, Adam Scott, DeChambeau, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, Sergio, Phil Mickelson, Webb Simpson, uh, Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood, Matsuyama. Those are the bigger names that are in the afternoon. So it's going to favor your morning guys and just kind of the, the the lower odd players in the morning, Kepka, Gary Woodland, uh, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, those guys are all morning tea time. So if you are going to do a first round leader and, and, and that's where you can really get some bombs in those prices as well. Don't necessarily take premium guys. If you're going to do that, take the morning guys on Thursday. Yeah. And oftentimes the first round leader, more often than not, I believe the first round leader typically does come from the morning wave, whether there's a, a wind bias or not. But uh, I've seen some guys that like to bet that market and usually they'll take guys in the morning wave. One guy I looked at and I thought made sense was Colin Morikawa, who is very familiar with this course, having uh, been an alum of Cal Berkeley. He's played here before. He score, uh, He ranks very well in first round scoring. He makes a lot of birdies. Maybe he's a guy to take a look at for the first round leader. I believe he's at about 45 to 1. We'll come back and talk major implications with our friend Jeff Sherman when we return right here on Long Shots on vSIN and vSIN.com.
Back here on Long Shots on VSIN and VSIN.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. We've made it, folks. It is Major Week, the first time we can say that in over a year. And for the occasion, we want to bring a second guest onto the program. He's one of the best golf odds makers in the world. He's the VP of Risk Management at the Superbook at Westgate. A friend of the network, Jeff Sherman, joins us. Jeff, thank you for always making time for VSIN. And you and I have conversations uh, via Twitter or text messages. We go back and forth about golf quite a bit. And this week you sent me over some plays that uh, you made purely based on a, a good number that you found. And then you also went into some plays that you thought made sense per your handicap. And I'm wondering your handicap for Harding Park, what went into that breakdown of this golf course? And ultimately, who did you come up with? Well, we're looking at a par 70 track and a little bit longer. So they got to be uh, have some length off the tee and then the approach shots into the green. And I think those are the two most vital factors. You have some big putting surfaces here, so you need to have good placement of the ball approaching the green. Uh, the ones that I came up with, my, my primary selection is Sander Shoffley. I found him at 25-1 to 1 on Sunday, and I thought the value on him relative to the guys above him, you're getting almost twice the odds of some of the other ones, and he's playing just as well, coming in with some momentum from last week. So I thought he'd be a good fit here. And then I'm on a couple guys that I played last week in Memphis that perform well, that I think they can go in with momentum themselves. And that's a Matthew Fitzpatrick. I got at 80 to one and Billy Horschel at 150. So that's the, the threesome that I've handicapped as far as uh, my, my guys at the top. Jeff, uh, in terms of guys that you're taking a stand against, because I also got uh, we also were texting back and forth yesterday. It looks like you are taking a major stand against Tiger Woods, especially in the matchup market uh, in terms of the fact that I think probably more than likely that he doesn't have a lot of reps. Uh, are you seeing a lot of action over at Superbook USA in terms of uh, make or miss the cut here on Tiger? Well, I just got that up this morning. Uh, we have yes minus 240 for him to make the cut and uh, relatively light so far on the props. That usually picks up on Wednesday. But, uh, you know, you're right as far as my assessment is I'm, I really wanted to find the guys that don't have competitive golf under their belt since the return of play. I was hoping Francesco Molinari would have been playing. He would have been a prime example. But I'm fading Tiger with his one tournament at the Memorial and Adam Scott not having played competitively since the return to play. So, I really zeroed in on those guys to fade in matchups. Jeff on the other coin, cause I was going to bring up Adam Scott and you had mentioned him. Uh, do you know, it, it's a major week. So obviously pretty much everybody is playing, but do you also look to go against guys that maybe play too much that have played like several weeks in a row that maybe they might be running out of gas at the wrong time? Well, one of the, the classic ones is always Sung JM with uh, mm -hmm. as much as he plays. And, you know, his, his results have not been indicative of where he was earlier in the season. And that might be the case with him even returning after a break. But uh, we've seen some money against him. I have him, I had him minus a quarter against Joaquin Neiman, and we took some money on Neiman. We're down to pick on that. So, you know, that, that makes some sense in some spots, and he could be one. Jeff, you're kind of juggling two different roles over there at the Superbook. You have your own plays and your own thoughts for this championship, but then you're also managing the action that comes through at the window. Your shop there, the Superbook at Westgate, certainly known for having some very uh, well-respected players come through. Where are you seeing some of the sharp players gravitate towards in golf this week? 
Well, usually we see the sharps go against guys, not so much on. And so far they've been fading Dustin Johnson and, and surprisingly Daniel Berger. We took some uh, sharp play against Daniel Berger uh, in his matchup and uh, in his uh, prop markets too. So that one surprised me a bit as well as he's been playing, but even uh, not to finish top 20 with Daniel Berger. So those two really against and nothing yet on certain golfers and in the outright markets, we, we got some uh, respected money on McElroy at 14 to one to drive it down to 12 to one, but uh, nothing in the matchup markets. Yeah. And Jeff, I was going to follow up with the, uh, with the uh, outright market. Cause I know uh, both you and I landed on a couple of the same players. Uh, one namely Xander Shoffle, and he got absolutely hammered in the market worldwide yesterday. So uh, have you seen uh, that action at your window follow suit? Well, usually the guys that I end up uh, playing, I try to book aggressively so mm-hmm. we can put the, the book in a good position on him. So, you know, I was looking for him above 20 to one when I was looking over the weekend. And when I found him at 25, I got involved and I've lowered him less than 20 at this point. So he's one of the ones that we do well on. And I'll take that approach with any of the guys that I have a strong opinion with been like that with Matthew Fitzpatrick. We're in good shape on him and Horschel too. Jeff, you mentioned Dustin Johnson and some people coming in against DJ this week. Um, I wonder what your thought is on that. There's maybe not a better player in the world that has better history on California golf courses, Pebble Beach, Riviera. Uh, you would think that would translate well to Harding Park. Uh, we all remember that he shot a couple of 80s and a 78, but six weeks ago he won a tournament, and he was pretty darn good at Memphis too. Is it possibly a buy low spot on DJ right here? Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for that in relation to the other guys, I mean, he's drifting towards 25 to one. So, you know, there's potential from a a value perspective, but which DJ is going to show up. And that's a tough thing is when people are investing their money, they're trying to put it behind guys that have some consistency that they can trust to be there on Sunday. And right now he's definitely not one of them. Jeff, in terms of uh, how you think that this course is going to play, and I mentioned it with our first guest, Alan Shipnuck, when I first kind of tried to break this down, I thought, okay, it's it's a longer par 70, so it's going to be just bomb and gouge, and the usual suspects that are going to be the strokes gained off the tee guys every single week are the guys that you're going to want to play, but now we're hearing reports that this rough is going to be pretty penal by PGA Championship standards, and uh, now I'm thinking maybe uh, balancing it out with the bombers and the ball strikers this week. Yeah, I agree. And then with what I've heard along those lines, that's tough for DeChambeau as much as he's been bombing the ball. And if he puts himself not in the fairway, he's going to have a lot of work to do. So this course might not suit someone like him. And Ultimately, tomorrow, I would almost expect to see him get faded based on the conditions. Jeff, uh, at the Superbook, of course, you have the largest indoor 4K TV screens in the world. You have in-game wagering. You have the VIP booths. Uh, Wes and I have been there for a Masters Sunday on a few different occasions. What kind of crowd do you expect to uh, infiltrate the property there for the next four days? And, you know, obviously all that we've gone through and the setbacks in 2020. Do you expect it to be a lively crowd and all? So what kind of handle do you expect for the PGA? Yeah, I do expect a good crowd for it. You know, we had a a terrific crowd for the Knights game yesterday and with the first major upon us, I think it'll be great. It's just, uh, we have very limited TV coverage for the first couple of days where it's on ESPN plus in the morning till 1 PM Pacific. And uh, we can't broadcast that in the book. So we won't have coverage until 1 PM. But when we do have the coverage, I think it'll be great. And as far as the handle goes, you know, when we were booking the weekly tournaments, at the return of play and they weren't going up against the other major sports we were seeing about four times the handle 
and then now it's regressed a little bit, which I expected to about twice the handle. So Jeff, I, I got to run. I got to run, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time here on Vsin and Vsin.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Here on Long Shots, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the point of the show we've all been waiting for, our plays for the first major in over a year. It's the PGA Championship, and uh, we all have a lot of plays. We're getting in, uh, digging in deep this week for a major championship, Wes, and we will start with Matt Eumann's plays. He is fresh off of the win with Justin Thomas at the WGC in Memphis. He is uh, going to ride Brooks, uh, Brooks Kepka, who was the biggest threaten, uh, who was the biggest uh, guy threatening Justin Thomas last week, played very well in his return to uh, the WGC Memphis, uh, where he was the defending champ. There, he's a two-time defending champ here uh, at the PGA Championship. He's on Xander Shoffley. I think we all share that sentiment. He's on Webb Simpson now. Matt got a really good number on Webb. He bet this a long time ago at forty to one. He's going to jump on that train with Daniel Berger. Hard hard to argue with how he's playing lately. Jason Day. Again, Alan Shipnuck mentioned the three top tens in a row. Jason Day becoming a popular selection this week. Jordan Spieth, who has typically played well in Northern California, has a win at Pebble. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who has been outstanding the last couple of weeks on tour. And then Gary Woodland, of course, who Matt witnessed win the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach last year. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned earlier, top 50 players have won 32 straight majors, and that whole list is in the top 50 that Matt has this week, so I can't really argue. Uh, just to uh, uh, add on, uh, Jeff Sherman, our guest in the previous segment, we unfortunately ran up against it. In terms of uh, the type of bets that they're receiving, uh, Xander Shoffley, the number one ticket guy mm-hmm. over at Westgate, uh, seeing a lot of uh, tickets. Uh, Bright, or Brooks Kepka, Matt's uh, top choice, or a shorter price there at 12 to 1, uh, one of the top five in tickets and money, both at Westgate, at Westgate Superbook USA. So, uh, Justin Thomas, same thing, third and tickets, second and money. So the premium players are going to take bets here. And look, Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka are the uh, 
last two guys to win Wanamaker trophies. They're, uh, nobody's won a PGA besides those two men since 2016. That was Jimmy Walker at Baltus Rawl. So uh, I can't really argue. The one thing I do want to point out about Webb Simpson, I'm going to refer back to Alan Shipnuck earlier in the segment who said he might be a little bit against him this week. Uh, another reason why you may be against him this week is uh, Paul Tesori, who is Webb Simpson's caddy, and he's one of the best caddies on the PGA Tour, Staying home this week, he's got back and, and hip injuries, and uh, Webb is a good player, and I respect his talent, but he relies on the caddy a lot. He is not like a Dustin Johnson who's got his brother on the bag where it's just like, okay, go up there and hit it and don't even think. You know, just just rip just rip a shot off. You know, don't don't think about it or don't analyze it too much. Uh, Webb is one of the more analytical guys, so that was the only one I was down on. Uh, uh, and uh, look, looking at some of those plays, I actually have a couple common plays there as well. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, I thought about adding, but the thing about Fitz, he finished nine under par last week in Memphis. He gained 10 strokes on yeah, the green, two and a half strokes around. So he pretty much lived and died on his putter last week. And, and I think Fitz has been a little bit drifted down into the market because of bones McKay, who was his caddy at the Memorial and then was on the back for JT last week uh, in his win. Uh, he, he really was effusive in his praise of Matthew Fitzpatrick, that being uh, bones McKay. And, uh, that I think Reg has registered in the market here. So uh, I do think he's going to win. Hopefully it's not this week because I didn't bet him. <laughs> I actually did uh, take a stab with Matthew Fitzpatrick and I think a lot of the value has been sucked out of this guy. I don't necessarily recommend betting him now. You'll find him as low as maybe 40 or 45 to one, maybe a 50 out there. But like Jeff Sherman, I actually bet him over the weekend when he was showing uh, some success in Memphis. I got him at 80 to one, pretty darn good ball striker, good on the par four scoring. And you mentioned his putting. He is maybe the best putter in the world right now. And uh, his last two starts finished third at Memorial and sixth in Memphis. So uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 80 to one, I thought was a pretty good play. He seems to be a real grinder of a player and shows up in the most difficult settings. Looking at uh, my PGA championship plays, you'll see on the graphic, uh, as far as the shorter shots, I'm with uh, all you folks on Xander Shoffley. The stats are there. He's got four straight top 20 finishes. He's in good form. We know his success at major championships. Oddly enough, the PGA is the championship that he's had the least success at, but uh, a California player who's had success at Riviera. Dustin Johnson, I mentioned this earlier, I, I think it's a possible buy low spot on DJ. And this number, you can get on him now, uh, probably a minimum of 20 to 1 and maybe as high as 25. He loves the bent grass and POA. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I took him at the Travelers, and uh, it ended up paying dividends. Uh, it's been erratic a little bit. He obviously had those two uh, uh, double Jerry Rices back-to-back, <laughs> as you call them, at Memorial, but... Look, you know, he's he's got the game to win here. And then uh, referring back to Xander, what really, and I would have been on him all summer for this event at 25 to 1, but looking at what he did last week, he was four shots back of the winner, Thomas, at nine under par. What's most impressive about that, 74th out of 78 players in the field last week for strokes gained approach. He was terrible with the irons, and he's usually a lot better with the irons, uh, losing 5.6 strokes for total for the tournament. If he's at net zero, 
he's probably in contention. So that's why I think Xander is very popular this week. But look, I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, like uh, Cornelius brothers say, it's too late to turn back now. So I'm going to be uh, on Xander. And then uh, DeChambeau, that was something I mentioned on long shots several weeks ago. I bet him earlier. I don't necessarily love it, but at least it's a good number. Can't say the same for Paul Casey, who you can now get at about double the price. Uh, so it's all about timing the market. But uh I'm going to get uh, to one, and then I want you to get back to a couple of yours. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, mm-hmm. going to continue with the California theme. Yep. Both uh, Xander and Patrick Cantlay, both Southern California guys. Uh, look, uh, third at the PGA last year, ninth at the Masters, uh, where he had the outright lead for a brief moment on that Sunday before Tiger uh, got loose. But I think we might have a buy sign here, similar to what I talked about when Rom shot 64 on Sunday at the workday and then one next week at Memorial. Cantley shot eight under on the weekend. He only finished tied yes, for 35th, did. but he was eight under on the weekend. That was fourth best in the field. I think only JT, Tom Lewis, and I think maybe Abraham answer were better, but uh, top 10 in approach and strokes gained T to green. So Cantley is a guy who played uh, Matsuyama, just hoping that the wind picks up. I think he's a very good player in the wind, as is Jason Day. And I mentioned on Twitter last Sunday, Jason Day's found something. Three straight top seven finishes now. He recently split with the longtime swing coach, uh, Colin Swatton. And I think it's kind of done him a little bit of good, even though that's always difficult. He's gotten back to basics. His ball striking has been a little bit better of late. But we know Day's bread and butter is that short game. And if you're going to miss greens you've got to be able to chip and get out of bunkers. And he's one of the best in the world at doing that. And Jason day, also a tremendous history at Torrey pines and pebble beach loves mm-hmm. to put that two Poana. wins at Torrey pines. As a matter of fact, yep. Loves to put that Poana surface. Uh, John Rom, also another player who's remarkably successful. Loves on the West playing Coast. in California. And I, I still may add him, even though it won't make the show. That was one I was going back and forth on because the price is short, but the profile is there. Well, I thought, you know, you brought up a great point on John Rahm that led you to victory at the Memorial and seeing what he did at the workday, where I believe it was a 64 that he shot in the final round. I saw the same thing in Memphis last week. He got out of the gate slow, understandable. You ascend to number one in the world, all kinds of pressure. But he got his act together on Sunday and shot a 66 Mm -hmm. at TPC Southwind. I think that is a buy sign on John Rahm. He's got to have a little bit something stuck in his craw that he was uh, taken off of the top perch so quickly. Right. Uh, and again, the history here, I mean, he's finished third in Mexico. He's finished third at Riviera. He was third last year at the U.S. Open at Pebble. You can argue Dustin or uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, take your pick. One of them is the best player in the world, if not all of them. And let's keep it that Spanish theme because we both actually have Sergio Garcia. You got in on him early, I know, a few weeks ago. Uh, one thing Sergio Garcia can still do, even though he's now turned 40 this past January, is he can still drive the hell out of the golf ball. And he's one of the best in the world, even at that age. And I think maybe he got a little motivation for Sergio this week with seeing his uh, young uh, 25-year-old countryman, John Rahm, uh, get to the number one ranking a couple weeks ago where he's like, I'm not ready to go quietly into that good night yet. I've still got something left. He's actually won a worldwide event now in nine consecutive years, dating back to 2011. The last stateside win, of course, was 2017, getting the green jacket at Augusta. But he was second in the field off the tee. He's always top in strokes gained off the tee pretty much every single week. 
putter holds him back, but I think the windy conditions and being used to that in Europe, and he's won all over the continent and really all over the world in bad weather conditions. He really likes playing in the wind, so uh, that's why I went with Sergio. And then um, uh, I'll get to we'll get to your bombs in a moment, but just to consider continue that in terms of the wind. Shane Lowry and Danny Willett, yeah. who I got at triple digits. Lowry makes a lot of sense in the wind. Shane Lowry, uh, a little bit of a of one of those nuggets that I like that sometimes leads you into good picks and selections. Bo Martin, who's his regular caddy, got back from a paternity leave last week, and Lowry didn't have a top 10 all year since uh, winning the Open Championship at Royal Portrush last summer. But Lowry last week tied for six, uh, second in strokes gained around the green, second in scrambling, Seventh in GIR, sixth in T to green, second in strokes gained approach in that Sunday final round when he was trying to chase down the leader. So Lowry, look, he's 26 in the world, and you can get him at triple digits. This is a guy that I think might like this bad weather. Willett, I mentioned, I bet him a couple weeks ago after the Memorial, even though he finished 32nd. He was fourth place going into the final round, just had a bad round. Uh, Success here at Harding Park was in the semifinals at the match play back in 2015. So uh, I think those guys make a lot of sense at triple digits. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I played Shane Lowry at Pebble Beach at the AT&T one time. He finished uh, in the top 10 for me. Absolutely a good wind player. Back to Sergio real quick. Uh, finished third here in 2005 mm-hmm. to uh, Tiger and John Daly, who went on to the playoff and also has a great history at Riviera and the WGC Mexico on that similar putting surface. As far as the long bombs. I went with Ches Reavy and Billy Horschel. Got Horschel at 125 and really got a great number on Ches Reavy at 225 to 1. He's he now was a, right there last week. He's had a couple good weeks in a row. Really fell off the uh, pace at the Memorial, but he's playing good golf. Also finished uh, a top 10 in the U.S. Open last year at Pebble. That's going to do it for Major Championship Week here on Long Shots. Next week, we're back for the Wyndham Championship with Daniel Rappaport of Golf Digest. Enjoy the PGA Championship, everybody. Thank you for watching Long Shots. Here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a Stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.